This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and of course, I'm a cat lover. So today I have with me Dr. Jennifer Stursky, and she is a veterinarian and a cat advocate. And she's going to talk with us a little bit today about stress in cats. Cats are specifically susceptible to stress. And so we're going to learn about stress and what all cat lovers need to know about stress and things that you might be able to do to head off stress and recognize stress. And we'll be right back with Dr. Shursky after these messages. Mojo would swallow things whole, a chicken carcass, a bird nest, and assorted stones and sticks. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing the hair right off of his legs. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. On the Dynavite, all of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you love your dog, you need to put him on Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. And I have Dr. Jennifer Stursky. Hi, Dr. Jennifer. Hi, how are you? I am doing great. And I invited you to come on the show because I know that you're a catvocate and that you know a lot about stress in cats. So I want to talk a little bit about why cats are susceptible to stress and all of the things stress when it comes to cats. So can you just tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Well, as we experience from time to time, I mean, everybody gets stressed out, right? And cats are no different than people. Um, they're exceptional little creatures, right? I mean, I'm owned by two cats as well, one of which is actually treated for stress on a regular basis. So stress can occur in cats because of a multitude of reasons. But probably one of the biggest things that we don't think about is the fact that cats still really have a lot of their ancestors in them and that portion of, you know, that undomesticated lifestyle sometimes is, exhibits itself and unknowingly we can contribute to that in our homes. So cats need a lot of resources. They need vertical spaces. They need outlets for energy, spots to hide. And when we're not thinking about them, how they want their lifestyle to be, Sometimes things get all kind of wackadoo, um, right? And you can end up with a stressed out kitty. Well, I agree. And we talk a lot on this show about how cats are, are really close to the wild form. And we expect a lot from cats to live in an apartment or a living room all day. And I really do want to raise people's awareness of what life looks like and seems like to your little wild animal that lives with you. But, but would you say that stress can come in any type of home or is it just in the the quote-unquote bad homes? Oh, no. It can come in the best of homes. 
I like to think that I offer my cats one of the best opportunities to be stress-free. But, you know, sure enough, those furry little buggers, you know, there are times when I'm looking all around the house and I can't find them. And they're hiding because they're stressed out because something changed in the environment. So it's not anything that somebody's doing wrong. It's just that sometimes, you know, not sometimes, nobody thinks like a cat. Cats and their little brains work in one particular way. And, you know, it's hard to think like that. So we just have the opportunity to become more aware of how kitty cats think and start to fine tune our feline senses and, you know, help them along that way. So I think that stress is important. I mean, we all want our cats to be happy and stress-free, but I think that stress is particularly important in our house cats because it can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. Can you kind of talk with us a little bit about that? Sure. Stress, as we know, can come on suddenly or it can be a chronic situation and the two can look very different. So acute stress, You see a lot of changes in the cat's body and how they're interacting with you in that particular situation. So you may see that their, you know, eyes get really wide and their pupils dilate and, you know, they freeze in one spot like a little marble statue. And you're like, okay, why, why'd you stop? (laughs) You know, you guys should be moving constantly or they start to meow or maybe they hiss. And that's something that usually you can figure out, you know, what's going on in that situation and address it. It's the chronic stress that I think we miss a lot because some of the signs can be very subtle. Now, these two next two things that I'm going to are not too subtle. And that's when they start missing the litter box, right? So either peeing or pooping outside the litter box or scratching. Everybody knows those. But what about changes in their grooming habits? So maybe they start to overgroom or they start to undergroom and their coat changes or their appetite changes. You know, I like food as comfort and, um, you know, cats can binge eat just like we can to make themselves feel better or maybe they're hiding. So it's, you know, and a lot of people think, oh, they're cats, you know, they just do that. Well, actually, no, hiding isn't part of a cat's normal behavior pattern. So it's those types of behaviors that we just need to get better at spotting with them. Well, I agree. And I think that we talk a lot on this show about observing changes in cats. And I think that it's very important. Part of the role of a cat caregiver is to be always watching. Like you said, are they losing weight? Are they changing their appetite? Are they changing their grooming habits? But it's not always obvious because cats hide things. So I would encourage everyone listening, if you think your cat does have a subtle change, make sure you include your veterinarian because your veterinary team will be able to perceive changes that you might you might have missed and you may not have noticed. So so be sure and include your veterinarian. But I think that Dr. Stursky has some great ideas for ways we can address things that might become stressful to cats. So can you talk a little bit about some of your ideas, maybe addressing the environment perhaps to reduce stress in cats? Sure. So that tends to be where cats get really particular. I mean, I like to think of cats as like super OCD and super passive aggressive. 
So they won't tell you what's wrong, but they'll stare at you from the corner of their eye, you know, and that will be their their signal that something's wrong. And they're kind of like kids. So sharing can be really difficult for cats because, again, that's where we come back to that, you know, ancient feline ancestor that they had all this space. And so sharing wasn't something that they really learned. So a lot of times stress can happen because of lack of resources and resources can be lack of food bowls. So each cat should have a, a their own food bowl, lack of water bowls. Sounds silly, but things being in the wrong spot. So believe it or not, cats really don't like their water and their food sitting next to each other. They like them spaced out a little bit and most certainly having enough litter boxes and having those in the right spots. And most, you know, and again, like you don't want to eat where you're going to the bathroom. So not having everything in the same laundry room complex. And when you think about litter boxes, you know, everybody likes to go to the bathroom in private. So not having that, uh, you know, in a mudroom maybe where everybody's walking through, you know, all the time or a laundry room where when you're running the washer and the dryer, there's all kinds of noise and commotion going on. But then beyond the obvious is vertical spaces, right? We, you know, every cat person says, you know, that they know that their cat likes to hang out, you know, and look down on them from above. Well, it's true. So, you know, but give your cat the opportunity to climb up and so have, you know, nice big cat trees for them. Outlets for energy, make sure you're playing with your cat. And then spots to hide because believe it or not, while, you know, we always think of cats as being predators, they are also prey as much as we hate to to think about that. So they need a spot to hide and, you know, just get away from the action as well. So, and that's so a lot maybe of information they, at a very, very little time. Yeah. So, but you said that normal cats just don't hide all the time. But by the same token, we want to provide a place for cats to hide when they do feel afraid, right? Exactly, right? I mean, just almost everybody that I can think of at some point or another, you know, you need a little downtime to recharge your batteries. And that's what we want to provide cats is a spot where they can go chillax you know, be away from people, recharge so that they can then be that social animal. And they like to feel safe. I um, have a lot of people ask me, why do cats like boxes? And I think it's they like the little hiding spaces because they feel like they don't have to watch their back. So I love hiding spaces for cats. Yes, very much so. And I have a cat and a dog and they get along and they love each other. And But my cat still likes to climb up on vertical spaces. Sometimes he doesn't want to deal with the dog. Because the dog kind of steps on him sometimes or bumps him and he doesn't want to deal with that. And so we definitely provide that outlet and it makes everyone happy. Sometimes he wants to jump up on something so he can have my undivided attention where the dog cannot reach him. So not to be underestimated the value of vertical spaces. Okay, so I think all cat owners have at some time or another experienced some issues with the litter box. And you briefly touched on how some litter box use flags of stress can happen and how you should have litter boxes for each cat and so on. But I think that inappropriate elimination is extremely important for kind of breaking that bond with your cat because you do get tired of cleaning up urine. So can we talk a little bit more about some tips and tricks and ideas to to keep your cat going where it's supposed to? Sure. So you already mentioned the uh, probably 
most important first step, which is to get your veterinarian involved because when you have such a significant behavior change, you always have to rule out a medical condition. And we know that urinary tract disease in cats is unfortunately very common. So that would be your first step. Now, if your veterinarian says, hey, you know, all clear, no medical issues, then we need to look at what's going on with the kitty cat themselves and their environment. And I already, you know, mentioned all of the the resources that we should be providing for these guys. And that's the first step. So make sure that, you know, if you have that cat, that that cat has at least a food water bowl and ideally two litter boxes because we want a litter box per cat plus one. And the litter boxes should not be in the same room. So because, right, sometimes you got to go to the bathroom and you don't want to run up two flights of stairs to go to the washroom, right? You want something closer by. So you should give them that opportunity. If you have more than one cat, becomes even more important to make sure that you have all of those adequate resources and that they are spread around. Making sure that they have plentiful water. So a lot of cats like drinking fountains, and that can help with urinary issues. But then we get into, okay, so we've modified the environment. What's causing the stress? Well, believe it or not, the number one reason for cats peeing outside the litter box or urine spraying in the home is actually a poor interaction or a negative interaction with another cat. So find out if maybe you have a stray cat walking through the yard and you need to close the drapes so your cat isn't seeing that other cat and getting really freaked out. If you have multiple cats in the home, then you need to figure out, okay, well, how do we make everybody happy and eliminate this tension and conflict? And that's where a lot of times you can use a product called Feel Away. And there are two versions of that, Feel Away Classic and Feel Away Multicat. And Feel Away Classic helps the cat feel more secure in the environment, which helps eliminate urine spraying. And then the Feel Away Multicat product helps multiple cat households feel more comfortable with one another. So you can see how if you have, you know, multiple dynamics going on, those various products would fit. And these products are pheromone-based, which means it's a natural communication method that cats use that we're just enhancing and providing to them in the environment. And then that combined with you doing that environmental modification really is the groundwork for what you need to do for your cat. Now, if you're not seeing resolution, then you may need to add on other things such as behavior modification, or in some cases, your veterinarian may need to prescribe medication to help your cat. But you can do a lot at home, actually with with very little to make your cat like super happy. Well, I love Feel Away, so I'm glad that you mentioned it. Can you go into, I use it a lot in my animal practice, um, and I also use it here at home. just moved into a new house, and I used it to help scamper adjust to a new environment. It went great. So can you talk a little bit about the science behind Feel Away? Because I, I think it's so cool. It is cool. I mean, it is so dorky for me to get excited about something called a pheromone. But when you look at the science, it is fantastic. Now, most people, believe it or not, have already heard about pheromones because when you talk about moths or bumblebees, you know, and you see, you know, nature documentaries, those animals use 
pheromones to communicate. And so these are natural messages that cats leave in the environment or, or produce from their body to communicate with themselves or other cats. So I'll give you an example because that sounds very esoteric and high level and it, it doesn't, it shouldn't be. But when you see a happy cat, you see them rub their face, you know, maybe on the corner of a cabinet or maybe they're rubbing up on your leg, right? And it's like, oh, they love me. They own me. And that actually is exactly what they're saying. When they rub their cheek on something, they are marking that as something that they have identified is giving them safety and security and like a big thumbs up. So, you know, this is a good thing to have in their space. And what Feel Away Classic does is it takes that message that those cats leave through the, you know, rubbing their cheek and actually spreads it all throughout the environment through a diffuser. And the cats just naturally pick that up as they're exploring their environment. So you're essentially putting a big thumbs up all over whatever the space is that you want the cat to feel safe in. I love that. I love that analogy. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, imagine big post-it notes with a big, right, big thumbs up emoji all over your household. That's exactly what your cat's doing. So the cat feels safe. And of course, feeling safe and feeling secure is is a huge goal for cats because they live they like you said they're a predator but they're also prey and they're they're stressed i mean they live their life on the edge kind of well so what about cats with that live in homes with other cats because i have i actually have an assistant at my veterinary practice who has a multi-cat household and um, we were dealing with some inappropriate urination issues and actually it turned out to be kind of there was a bully cat and um, we used some feel away to try to manage that issue. So can you talk about that a little more? Sure. And like I said, that actually is the number one reason that cats end up having the urine spraying or you know inappropriate elimination issue in the house. So again, we go back to that little, you know, beautiful kitty brain that is, you know, OCD, passive aggressive and kind of like a two-year-old. And, you know, it's like, you know, mine, I don't want to share, like, go away. And that can sometimes be what happens in households with multiple cats. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't have multiple cats. I have two cats. Cats can coexist and, and there's a lot we can do to make them much happier. But we just have to be aware of that and make sure we're providing extra for them, that they have enough space to move around. And, you know, again, you know, sometimes you want to chillax and be away from everybody, you know, get away from that annoying little brother. So you want to have spots where they can retreat to enough resources so they don't have to fight over them. Another kind of, you know, potential for the conflict is, and I've, huh, I've always done getting cats the wrong way, which is you have your older cat and you bring in this rambunctious like kitten that's like, play with me. And the older cat's like, no, I'm 80 years old. Go away. So we just want to be cognizant of how we're introducing the cats and the personality types of when we're bringing them together. So resources, outlets, you know, introductions are going to be key for getting them to cohabitate. But if you do have a problem, because that's right, that's when anybody wants help, 
What we need to do is, you know, to your point, yes, there is a bully cat. A lot of times you may not see overt aggression. So you may not see somebody jumping on somebody else, you know, and, you know, kind of kicking their butt. But what they will do is they'll sit at the doorway to the litter box and stare at the other cat and prevent them from entering. So that's why the resources become important and spread out over the house so that one cat can't prevent access to the other cat. And then I mentioned already seal away multi-cat, I think is a great way to start mending those fences because this is a different pheromone than the, the cheek rubbing one. And what this pheromone says is it reminds them of being a kitten with their mom and that they all had fun and they really want to be with one another. So it's really important in social bonding. And then again, if you're not, you know, with those environmental changes with, you know, adding in feelway multi-cat, if you're not seeing improvements, then you may want to talk, you definitely want to talk to your veterinarian because there will be, again, behavior modification and medication that you may need to add on to really help everybody be friends and, you know, not have a, a bully situation on your hands. So you mentioned that you always do it the wrong way, um, and I know that a lot of people do, in that you have an older cat and then you get a kitten. So I want to talk a little bit about older cats, because I think people don't realize that older cats suffer some of the aging changes that we think are really normal for people and for dogs. Let's talk about old cats for a minute. Sure. So, yes, old cats get all the same problems that, I, I mean, I'm not that old, but I feel old a lot of times than I have, right? So I'm creaky. And when I get up in the morning, I'm kind of stiff and sore. So, uh, you know, osteoarthritis, arthritis pain is very common in these guys in their hips and in their backs. And again, cats don't show the same signs as dogs. They don't limp. So, you know, when a cat sleeps 23 hours a day, and that's a slight exaggeration, but not much, how do you know that they're moving around you know, less agilely, <laughs> you know, what you tend to see is they don't want to jump as much. But if you have low, you know, low level objects or stair steps, you may not even notice that. You can also see changes in how well they digest food. You can see changes in their mentation. So just like dogs, you know, and people get kind of the cognitive change and, you know, a little bit of a senileness, cats can have the same thing going on as well with them and experience the anxiety and, and not remembering and sleep uh, pattern changes. So I had a Siamese, which, you know, wonderful cat, but as she got older, she would in the middle of the night sit in this one particular spot in the hallway and just like howl and keep everybody up because she was 17 at the time and had cognitive changes and didn't remember like, well, nighttime is when you sleep. So yes, anything a dog can get, anything a person can get, really a kitty cat can get the same. Well, I always encourage people to include their veterinarian because it's going to happen so slow when you're seeing that little old cat every day that it might really stand out to me or Dr. Stursky to see your cat, but it might not to you. So make sure that you're seeing your veterinarian regularly. Okay, I want to make sure that my listeners know how to find Feelaway because it's a huge tool for me and I use it a lot and Feelaway Multicat. So is there a website or somehow that they can find Feelaway? Yes. 
So there is a website and it's feelaway.com. So you can just, you know, Google's now a verb. You can just Google it. But you can also find Feelaway at your local veterinarian online or in pet stores. So, you know, whatever is convenient for you, but it's always good to have your veterinarian's input and advice just to make sure Feelaway is never going to hurt your kitty cat. But we want to make sure that we're helping your cat as fast as possible. And if it's a medical issue, that definitely needs to be treated differently. Right. Feelaway is is not going to address medical needs like urinary tract health issues or kidney disease or, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I want to make sure people know that. But it is certainly an option and a resource that's readily available and affordable and safe and effective. And I can't say that about every single thing that I prescribe. So, um, yes, I really, really like the Feel Away products. Well, you've given us so much information and so much to think about today. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity, and I hope it's um, helped people in your audience to make their cats happy. Well, and I want to just make everyone really aware that cats are are mysterious, and they're kind of their own own specific little personality. So just watching them for changes and, and little things that you can do to kind of make life better for your cat. So I just appreciate all the tips that you gave us and also the information about Feel Away, which I think is kind of a huge thing in my practice and in my home. So thank you to our wonderful producer, Mark Winter, who always keeps us purring around here. I want everyone to go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.